All right, welcome to Recording Live. I'm Dexter, and with me is Matt. Hello. And Lee. Hello, hello. All right, guys. Uh, this week is a bit of a free-for-all. We couldn't come up with something specific to talk about, so we're just going to do what we do best and hang out and chat. Um, is there anything you guys have been up to this week? Lee, you go ahead. Oh, right on. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, sure. A little bit. Um, I've been, uh, I've been watching some movies, reading some comics. Um, no, I watched, uh, was it Puka? I believe it was called. Yeah. On, uh, on Hulu. Um, it was about a, uh, a Christmas, uh, it, it was, I guess on Hulu they have this this series called Into the Dark, and it's about um, it's like holiday themed horror movies that are like an hour twenty minutes or so, so like a full length show or a full length movie, but they're episodes. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So Puka was kind of like a Christmas episode, I guess, where Puka was the holiday the big holiday item, which was like a teddy bear who can decide if it's good or bad. And this, um, this actor who doesn't really know what he's doing with his life, um, becomes the person inside the suit of Puka. And as he does, so he kind of goes down, uh, the rabbit hole and starts basically hallucinating and seeing stuff and imagine himself doing terrible things as Puka. Um, it was interesting. It was a weird it was a weird, weird movie. <laughs> so mm. every now and then I like to just kind of, uh, I've, I've seen a lot about that on Twitter. A lot of people I follow on Twitter talked about it. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And it was enjoyable. So um, it, it's yeah. it's a part of a larger a larger show called Into the Dark. Yeah. So Into yeah. the Dark, is, it's kind of like a Tales from the Crypt series, but it's produced by Bloomhouse. Um, okay. I guess Tales from the Crypt is the best way I can kind of compare it because it's, it's – uh, uh, you know, close. It's a anthology series, so you're getting mm-hmm. a different horror story every so often. I don't know how often they put them out, but I suppose like I a more modern is it's like a it's a horror Black Mirror maybe. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. So this one is kind of like in a uh, um, every episode it seems like kind of focuses around a holiday. Mm-hmm. But no, it's pretty enjoyable. I I, uh, I just remember watching it and just thinking to myself, my gosh, this is ridiculously weird <laughs> fun. so i know my wife walked in and right when the the guy was in the puka costume and she literally looked at me turned around and walked right back out <laughs> that's usually the reactions i get with the majority of the movies i watch when my wife is home so so it looks uh, like the the first episode was halloween called the body then flesh and blood was a thanksgiving and then yep. puka is christmas Yep. Yeah, they come out once a month. Okay. And then New Year will be the next one. Valentine's Day. And then International Women's Day, Ides of March is the next one. Oh, James Roday is in that one. I might watch that. I like James Roday. Yeah, I, I hadn't uh I, I just recently got Hulu. I'd never had it, so um Yeah. We're watching Brooklyn nine nine. That's the only reason why we have Hulu. Show. I don't I don't blame <laughs> them. Anytime, anything that has Jason Manzukis attached, I'm probably going to watch. So, so Matt, have you been watching this show? No, um, I know about it though. Um, Puka is the most well received. The rest is pure shit. <laughs> and uh, 
If you go to the Wikipedia page and go to the reception, holy yeah. shit, it's like a heartbeat. Up and down, up and down, up and down, straight down. It's it's a mess. So it just and, depends on the episode? Uh, yeah, I mean, let, let's be fair. I Lee and I talked about this. Uh-huh. These are these are Bloomhouse productions. Bloomhouse is known for kind of making anything with almost no budget. He's a it's a micro budget studio, okay. and uh, these are all the kind of scripts that they didn't want to put in theaters. Oh, that makes sense. Like, and the thing is, Puka looks good. Lee's not wrong with that. But then you look at the other ones, straight trash. Like mm. they don't even look like movies. They look like they look like fan films. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed Puka for what it was. It was definitely, uh, um, cause I, I guess I kind of anticipated more slapstick horror, but it was, uh, for, yeah. for the, the, the premise, it was very dark and, uh, oh, man. yeah, I, I enjoyed it. But then there, uh, <coughs> excuse me, on Easter, they just released a, uh, sequel. Yeah. So, Puka. Li- I was just going to say that it looks like there's a sequel called Puka lives. Yeah, yeah, so I'll probably be watching that one soon. Just yeah, to... it came out last month. Yeah, I was going to say, so the the original Puka was from last year, so that's season one. And then they're on season two now, it looks like. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to find the one that I heard about, which is almost, it's it's practically unwatchable. And uh, where is that at? It's, yeah. I was telling you about it, Lee. I can't remember the title of it. It's about a pop star. And something about um, Valentine's, right? Oh, my Valentine. Yeah, it came out this year. It's uh, it's unwatchable. And I haven't seen any of these. I don't have Hulu. I mean, I don't have any streaming services, so it's not something I I'm going to pay to watch either. I guess Uh, Fuka Lives has Felicia Day and Will Wheaton. So I saw that and I also said (laughs) and (laughs) Felicia Day and Will Wheaton. Yeah, they have a good following. I don't know. Yeah, they're interesting. I mean, I'm not gonna say that's. I'm not gonna say that that's what makes it good. I'm just saying they have a following. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, Will Wheaton. Yeah, he's always got a pretty big following. Felicia Day, she was big like ten years ago. Is she still yeah. relevant now? Uh, yeah, kinda. I don't know. Like, she doesn't seem as popular, I guess, as she once was. But I don't know. I, I only knew her. I only knew her from that like D and D web series. Web what was web that part. called? I, I don't know. Travis was obsessed with it, and it was a good show. I watched I it. Ne- I don't care about that kind of yeah stuff, so it didn't appeal to me. But he made me the watch guild. it when I was over. It was yeah, called- the guild. It had a good following, from what I understand. I enjoyed what I saw of it, um, but it was kind of just silly comedy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't really. I'm not very familiar with it, so. It was like uh, they play. It was a group of people that played like uh, World of Warcraft, like as That's a guild. Um, and like I think one of them, like his mom, kicked him out of his house, and he was in love with Felicia Day's character. So he like shows up. The first episode is like him showing up at her house, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And like, because none of them had like even knew what each other looked like. They don't even know their real names. And so then basically they end up just like hanging out in real life more often and they're all just like weird people basically. And so it's hilarity ensues, quote unquote. Hmm. It's just, it's just kind of awkward. It's awkward comedy, I suppose. Yeah. Interesting. Like, just yeah. cause like, 
none of them know like how to deal with each other because none of them are good people like don't know how to deal with people in general it's sad that i saw felicia day's name and i imagined felicity jones who's felicity jones i'm sorry uh she's the main character in rogue one uh she's been in a lot of stuff and i don't know why but i just saw the name and that's who i pictured in my head and went oh wow and then i went (laughs) oh wait isn't felicia day that ginger and then i had to look up her up and go oh yep yep no i was thinking of someone more successful those are just completely different people is what that is yeah well you know i saw the name the first name and was confused yeah um yeah other than that i watched uh, uh the animated movie um missing link with my with my kids um, oh yeah with so is that about sasquatch or whatever yeah yeah it was it's by uh, leica who did the like paranorman box trolls okay uh, was it that mildly the, funny something it's good what? i like i liked it my wife hated it um <laughs> but she's she's not a big fan of the leica movies like i am i love that stop motion animation stuff so is it actually um, stop motion or it is it's stop, stop motion. motion actually at the end of those movies they always have uh they kind of show the making mm. of process for stop motion and it's it's crazy to watch but um i liked it but i, I don't know why it won best picture this year for animated um mm. but uh what should have i don't even know oh toy story, story? yeah yeah what, Toy Story 4? Was that what was out this year? Yeah. yeah. I don't even know. Last year. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, but I think that's about it for movies. I really kind of I kind of uh, pulled back a little bit because last week I just went off on too many movies. Well, you told me a movie you watched this week. Oh, Spider-Man. Yeah, you, you yeah, finally saw Spider-Man Far From Home. Finally sat down and watched Spider-Man Far From Home. Only took me almost a year to do it. Yep. So what did you think of that? I guess. I liked being, it. Um, being fresh off it. I thought I thought it was good. I I think Tom Holland's an awesome choice as Spider-Man. Um, oh well, for sure. But uh, no, it was it was a little disjointed, but I, overall I thought it was really good. Yeah. Did you find it predictable? Uh, only because, like, I can see people going into it not knowing who uh, Mysterio is, not being surprised, or yeah. being surprised, I guess. But Yeah, and I guess that's maybe the only reason why it was so predictable, because it's just like, oh, yeah, okay, I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> yeah, you're like, all right, he's Mysterio, he's he's faking this somehow. Yeah. And I, I always kind of can't stand it when people say, if you don't know who Mysterio is, he is one of Spider-Man's top five super uh, arch-villains. Mm-hmm. So I find it so hard to believe that people can say, I, I walked in not knowing who this guy is. Really? He's 60 year. He's a 60 year old character and he's one of Spider-Man's top villains. Yeah, but you got to keep well, in mind, there's, there's a whole, the Marvel movies are watched by millions of people who don't read the comics. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. But he's also been in every cartoon. Well, yeah, there's millions people, of people who haven't watched the cartoons. I still so, don't the last think anybody Spider-Man walked cartoon. into that thinking Mysterio wasn't the villain. I think every single person walked in knowing he was the main villain. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not like there's ever been a twist of an MCU villain, per se. But it's literally, hey, it's a Spider-Man movie, and who's who's in it? Tom Holland as Spider-Man, Samuel Jackson as uh, Nick Fury, and Jake Gyllenhaal as mysterio 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure every single person who went into that movie knew who that was, other than probably some kids who were 10 years or younger. But even still, he's like the third. He's I I think he was higher build than probably Sam Jackson. Maybe not because Sam Jackson. But even then, if he's third build, you know damn well who that who the main villain was of that movie. There. I I still don't like the movie a lot. I really didn't like seeing it in theaters. It didn't do anything for me until Mysterio's quote unquote reveal. Um, I did like certain things about it. Uh, The second Mysterio is quote unquote revealed and him and Spider-Man have their fight in that abandoned warehouse where it's straight up. That was an amazing fight. That's one of the coolest fights in a a Spider-Man movie. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And I I loved Mysterio's costume because that was the actual mocap suit that Jake Gyllenhaal was wearing for everything. Oh, yeah. That I thought that was funny. Cost- yeah, it wasn't even a costume. It was literally a tech suit. Yeah, that's awesome. I did like the way that they did. They did a really good job with Mysterio. Like it, it I think it was, I feel like it's the first time that like a villain from the comics actually matched the comics like almost 100%. Uh, let me think. I don't know. Uh, Sandman in Spider-Man 3 is pretty much right out of the comics. Yeah, just the most boring villain you can think of. I mean, it's <laughs> Well, it just, he has, like, it, like he has, hey, like, zero you know backstory. Green and black stripes and yeah. pants. <laughs> well, and it's just, like, he's, a, you know, he's just, like, a down-on-his-luck guy who became Sandman and now he just goes around stealing things like pretty accurate pretty faithful to the source material he okay yeah so yes I'm just saying he's not a great villain and he he wasn't the true villain of that movie because uh nobody was (laughs) there was I think the true villain villain. of that movie was Peter Parker himself well yeah was that the Venom one the true villain of that movie was Sam Raimi Sam Raimi has a thing where when he does trilogies, they get <laughs> sillier and sillier. And by the by the third one, it's straight up slapstick. And yeah. it, that is no, but I, I, I had this conversation with a friend like Sam Raimi. You can't blame 100 percent on that movie because he no. was like, I don't want to do Venom. And Sony was like, you're doing Venom. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, they wanted to put Venom in there. They need they people demanded Venom since the first one, and so this finally gave them the opportunity. I mean, how many? I'm trying to think because we uh, people used to really like get critical of uh, superhero movies when they throw too many villains in them. Batman had that problem. Spider-Man yeah. did have that problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, the MCU's managed to really balance it out. I think what is it? Spider-Man: Homecoming has technically four. Four vi- four uh, villains in it, and uh, Far From Home has oh. six technically yeah, but- of comic villains. There's like six or seven of them actually in the movie. Granted, only one of them is an actual villain, and the rest are kind of side characters. But they, I mean, I mean, in the Sam Raimi movies, it was Green Goblin, then Doc Ock. And then there was Sandman, New Goblin, and Venom. And Venom was pretty much... Venom's kind of terrible in that movie in the sense that he's not part of Act 1, 2, and 3. He's part of Act 4. Yeah. 
well, and, and Eddie, well, just the whole thing with Eddie Brock is always just kind of like a side story, I guess. And like, I feel like you need to dedicate more time to that if you're going to do a Venom. Yeah. Like it was just, he was just like this annoying character, which Eddie Brock, in my opinion, is always just an annoying character. Like aside from the new Venom movie, like they did a good job with that because they dedicated the movie to him. But oh, I always, but, but we had a wonderful scene in Spider-Man three where he's holding MJ over his shoulder and he points at her ass and goes, my spider sense is tingling. Mm-hmm. Great lines like that. You mean his Peter tingle? Yeah. Or I think one of the funniest things in that movie is what is it in the trailer? They kind of showed everything about Venom in the trailer, and it just has him looking up and talking to God and just saying to kill Spy, kill Peter Parker. It's like, oh uh, yeah, Topher Grace is still good. I think still think Topher Grace is pretty good in the movie. Has, has he done anything recently? Uh, Topher Grace he does smaller movies. Oh okay. He does a lot of small things. Yeah trying to think of the best movie i've seen him in and i think it's probably in good company with scarlett johansson and dennis quaid okay so that's what it, i heard scarlett johansson was in that plays into she plays dennis quaid's daughter oh man yeah she i plays do not remember that. i remember that movie because that's the movie where like dennis quaid's boss or he's like, a ceo they, of a company and it gets yeah. bought out yeah and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, topher yeah. grace becomes his boss and he's yeah half his okay. age and, like, the C- the new CEO is, like, the guy uh, from Clockwork Orange. I can't think of his name. Oh, Malcolm McDowell. That's yeah. Right. And he kept saying, like, synergy and, like, putting yes. his hands together. Yes. Synergy. Okay. One, of the biggest, one of the biggest fuck you catchphrases ever in the world. Yeah. Whenever I, I – I always do that, though. Whenever I find the chance, I'll just say synergy right. and I'll and clasp your hands. hands together. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> It annoys, it, it annoys anyone I'm talking to, even if they've not seen that movie. It's great. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Um, speaking of which, there was one thing to talk about yeah. uh, uh, since we're on Spider-Man discussion. Mm-hmm. Venom 2 has a title now. Oh, yeah, I saw that. What was it? Let There Be Carnage. Oh, yeah. I don't know how they missed the obvious Maximum Carnage surname. <laughs> I well, I don't that, know. I don't know why. Um, are they? I mean, is it going to be Max? Because isn't Maximum Carnage an actual storyline? Maximum Carnage yeah. is a big story. It's an epic. Yeah. It's a big. It was. It was a Marvel crossover event, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And okay. uh, they probably I mean, didn't want to allude it was to that. A Spider-Man crossover. It was only in Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, Shriek is in the movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, Naomi Harris is playing Shriek. And I'm Shriek, really afraid that this. I'm really afraid that this is not going to be a good movie. Oh, I don't know. Andy Serkis is the uh, director of it. and Wait, what? Does he direct? Yeah. Andy yeah. Serkis is the director. What is he? Has he directed before? Yeah, yeah he directed, directed uh, the Jungle Book movie. What? The Jungle... Well, let me take that back. The Jungle Book movie that went to Netflix. Mowgli? I think it was called Oh, Mowgli. yeah. yeah Mowgli. I was just like, yeah. no, you're wrong. But yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's on the top directed the Jungle Book. But yeah. I mean... Yeah. The uh, the writer for the film, he's got some good credits, and then he's got some others. The writer of the film is uh, Kelly Marcel, and I uh, is this uh, she direct? She's the writer of uh, Bronson with Tom Hardy. Oh, okay. And that was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she also wrote the first Venom, and she was a producer on it. 
She also was the writer for Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, oh. that's not doing. You just you lost me. Uh, and oh, so bad. Well, the other movie that's coming out in 2021 that she wrote is Cruella. Uh, the Disney. Oh, wait, what? They made a Cruella movie? They're yeah, making something... a Cruella movie. Uh... Stone as Cruella DeVille. Yeah, it's uh, it's better. very much a Maleficent uh, yeah. kind of film. And yeah, but, yeah no, uh, Andy Serkis signed on last year to be the director of, of Venom 2. And mm. it's kind of weird. They had uh, quite a few directors that they were looking at. Uh, Andy Serkis yeah. was one. Rupert Wyatt was the other. And Travis Knight was the other option. And I never heard about Travis Knight doing this. I think maybe they were just kind of thinking of him. But they brought Andy Serkis in mostly because of his expertise with motion capture and CGI. And yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Mowgli's, uh, uh, Mowgli's fine. The biggest problem I had with that movie is they tried to make the animals' faces oh, yeah. invoke the actors, and it didn't look – it looked weird to me. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. Valley. What? It was very uncanny valley. Yeah. It was. It was. It was weird. I think um, – although I will say there are positives in that movie. I think John Favreau's Disney version is perfectly fine, uh, but – I think Andy Serkis as Baloo was better than Bill Murray. Uh, and I think Benedict Cumberbatch is a better Shere Khan than Idris Elba. And that's one of the few times I will say I think someone else did oh, a better yeah. job uh, than Benedict Idris Benedict Cumberbatch Elba. would be a really good Shere Khan. He was. He was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's worth the watch if you ever if you hmm. have Netflix. It's long and it's very faithful to the book. Like it's super faithful oh. to the actual source material, so it's a lot they, darker than the yes. this one. Yeah, yeah, I heard the book is pretty bad. Yeah, or not, it, I mean dark, bad, but yeah. And and it has a lot of people in it. So there's a whole portion of the movie where Mowgli goes to and lives with humans in a village, mm-hmm. and it's it's very good. But yeah, it is super dark. Uh, um, I mean they're both very different movies even though they come from the same source material but uh they're both <laughs> equal watches i felt bad for andy circus because this was his directorial debut other than yeah. being assistant director for the hobbit movies and it got it got moved because of disney's jungle book it got yeah. renamed because of disney's jungle book and then it got dumped on netflix because yeah. of Disney's Jungle Book, in a in a way, I mean there were other politics involved, but yeah, yeah that movie just, oh hmm. man, that movie just couldn't win any fights. That's interesting. Yeah. What if it was instead of Andy Circus directing, it was Andy Carnival? Uh, for which one? For Venom or for uh, Mowgli? <laughs> Did that go right over your head? Is that instead of Andy Circus, Andy Carnival? Get out. <laughs> dad joke i've ever heard i mean uh i mean venom wasn't andy circus wasn't supposed to be the director the original director was the director of uh um i can still hear dex laughing the the first venom and uh the zombie land movies oh yeah hey i'm just looking into andy circus and i just saw that he's playing alfred in the batman movie yes what yeah he's alfred he's alfred in the (laughs) Matthew reeves batman movie like that makes, 
Not my first choice, not my no. third choice, not my, even my 20th choice, but I'm interested to see what he brings to the table. I, I As soon as I saw that, I was just like, what? No. And then I'm like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's, yeah. I mean, and then Colin, I've not looked at this movie at all. This is the first time I'm looking at a list of characters. Colin Farrell's playing the Penguin. Yes. That'll be interesting. Zoe yeah. Kravitz as Selena Kyle, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting one. Um. Uh, I would have everybody. The Riddler's in it. John Turturro is Carmine Falcone. Paul Dan- I will say Paul Dano as the Riddler is is pretty inspired casting. And someone I have no idea and I've never seen anything with him. Um. Yeah, you have. Uh, he, well, a little bit uh, sunshine. I mean, that's that's one of the biggest. Have you seen There Will Be Blood? I feel like you should have seen that. Oh, this dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, I have seen There Will Be Blood, but I know him more from the uh, critically acclaimed Girl Next Door. What do I know him from? He looks so familiar. I feel like I should... Because I've never seen that. I just recognize him. the Elijah him. Cuth- Cuthbert one? Yeah, Elijah Cuthbert and um, Emil Hirsch. Racer. Oh, Swiss Army Man. He's uh, the, he's oh, the other guy. I hate that movie so much. I've not seen it. I just... It's bad. It's really bad. The trailers make oh. it look like a solid comedy, and then it be about I don't know about uh, an hour in the movie turns against you and everything you believed in, <laughs> and you just don't want to watch it. I mean, he's using a dead body like as a Swiss Army man. Are, are, are either of you ever gonna see it? No. I'm gonna talk about it then for a moment. Right, here's some spoilers. Uh, so the movie opens with this guy and Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, washed up on shore. Daniel Ratcliffe is a corpse, and this dude has a has his smartphone in like a uh, a baggie, I rem- if I recall, and he uh, he turns it on only for about twenty to thirty seconds at a time because it only has like five percent, and he huh. just continuously tries to get a signal, and he lives in a cage with this uh, in a cave. I'm sorry, with this corpse, and he discovers all these like abilities this dead body has it talks to him he uses it as a wave runner at one point literally Mm -hmm. he's riding the waves like a jet ski Mm -hmm. and he's uh he's always turning his phone on looking for reception and seeing a picture of this cute girl as his desktop or as his screen and he's trying to get home and be with his girlfriend and everything he finally makes it back to civilization and then you learn that it's not his girlfriend. It's a girl he was stalking and took a creeper shot on the same bus they ride. Oh, wow. He wasn't stranded on an island. He was living in a cave a, like a mile away from her house. <laughs> and it is it's really cringy. Like. Yeah. It, it turns on you where you think this guy is just a normal guy who's trying to get home. And then you find out he's living in a cage and he wants to like kidnap this girl and kill her husband and family. And so what's this have to do with the dead her. body? It doesn't. It's oh, okay. just a dead body. So another movie he's in is Cowboys and Aliens, which I still defend is a very good movie. I've never seen it. Uh, I liked it a lot, actually. It's a. I, I would like to bring up. I believe this is the second time you brought up Cowboys versus Aliens. It is. Um, <laughs> but he's uh, he's just he's one of like like I think he's the son of 
like the villain who's just like this wealthy cowboy guy. Uh, oh, uh, he's the son of a. Uh, uh, oh man, I'm an idiot. Who uh, Han Solo? Who played Han Solo? Why am I stupid? Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Uh, yeah, oh so wow, ha- okay. I, 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 Tom Selleck, right? <laughs> oh, no, Tom Selleck played Indiana Jones. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, Cowboys and Aliens was the movie that got uh, Harrison Ford to go to Comic-Con. He would, like refused to go for star- anything Star Wars related. And then uh, John Favreau got him to go for Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah, Harrison Ford hates Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Which you much- could tell in the last one that he was in. <laughs> he wouldn't cut his hair for Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't like play his character. <laughs> he just spent... But- Two almost two and a half hours talking about Star Wars. <laughs> I'm a. Um, <laughs> that was a long episode. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still. Uh, yeah, we should have split that up into two parts and given ourselves a week ahead of time scheduling. Uh, Jeffrey oh, yeah. Wright's James Gordon. That's not a bad cast. Oh, back on Batman. Yeah, I'm looking at the Batman casting. Oh, Jeffrey they, Wright. I mean. They replaced Gordon. Oh. Uh, Gordon is now going to be a fat black guy. I just, I just wish, hmm. I just wish, I just wish the DC EU, which I know is not the actual name of the universe, but DCU, the DC universe movies was still a thing. Extended. Yeah. Wait, what are we talking about? So like, <laughs> is Ju- Justice League like gone now? Oh yeah. Pretty much. Okay. They, they're basically trying. I mean, they're still making movies with some of the actors, like Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Right. And I think that's what's so confusing to me. Like, I have no idea, like, what is continuity anymore. Hey, that's okay. We should be used to this with the X-Men movies. Well, those are just, like, <laughs> those went out the window a while ago, and nobody cares because they're horrible. Yeah, the funny thing about the X-Men movies is they don't make any sense. Their continuity is trash, and they're all written by one guy. Ugh. It's yeah. kind of amazing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I understand what DC is... Uh, I understand what Lee's coming from with uh, wanting, because I was talking to him about this week, because we were chatting about the MCU movies, and he was saying that he is harsh on them. And I said, I think it's just because you're a little jaded because the the DC movies aren't very good. And you fully admitted, said, no, I am. I want those to be good. Well, the people, like, it's just the writing, and or I don't know what it is, but I like the actors that they get. Like, I I, I wish... I wish Ben Affleck could be Batman still. Like that makes me so mad. Oh, he was so good. He, he was, was perfect so Batman for that kind of uh, right. Batman they were making. Yeah, and it was just like I feel like it was just the writing was so bad, and like they're just trying to do too much all at once. Oh man, I'm reading the production for this Batman movie with Matt Reeves. Uh huh. Robert Pattinson is basing his Batman voice off Willem Dafoe's voice from the Lighthouse movie they uh, they starred together in a couple years ago. Oh, man. I've not that's, seen that, but I can't imagine that's good. Oh, oh, that movie's harsh. It's rough. That's why I've not seen it. Yeah, I, don't, I can't recommend it. What'd you what, say, Lee? I think it's on Amazon Prime, so I might have to sit down and watch it. It's good. It's just, it's... Uh, it, it's it, there's some rough shit in it but i'm i don't know i'm kind of wondering like all right he's inspiring his voice off a willem dafoe performance i'm kind that, of that can't sold. be good <laughs> why, why isn't he basing his batman voice off of willem dafoe as the green the green goblin <laughs> well, 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 
that might be it. That might be it. I'll get you, penguin. Oh, <laughs> Back <man>. to formula. This <laughs> <laughs> is gonna be good. That, when is that's this movie the, coming out? That's uh, uh October yeah. two thousand twenty one. Yeah. So year and a half. That is a fun thing with me. Like Lee and I very much love Willem Dafoe's performance. We kind of love everyone's performances in the Spider-Man movies, but I think for over 12 to 15 years, Lee and I have been quoting Willem Dafoe lines from uh, Spider-Man for years on end. Mm-hmm. Just it's, out of nowhere. I, I oh, oh yeah, I love that. Oh yeah, it's uh it's pretty amazing. Like Willem Dafoe is a wonderful actor and yes his norman osborne is so far from the material but also just pretty great because it is just willem dafoe being willem dafoe yeah it's, it's always yeah, weird like the movies what so good so good everything about it I'm always, like, really surprised by the movies I find Willem Dafoe in, though, because, like, I went through a stage of just, like, watching really random, like, B-looking movies on Netflix. Like, uh, I don't know, I just get bored and watch them or something. Maybe I was sick, I don't remember. But, like, he's just, like, in these weird movies. It's, like, this really weird side character. Oh, yeah, he's in a lot Dude, of weird inter- shit. Interview, or not Interview with the Vampire. Um, Shadow of the Vampire. Shadow of the Vampire. Oh, a good movie. Very recommended. So good. Is that the one with the... Like he was a vampire. Yeah, he plays Count, the real Count Orloff, and they're making it's with John Malkovich. John Malkovich is the quote unquote dire- the director of um, Nosferatu, and the whole thing about the movie is it's a failed film that he's making, but he he meets a real vampire, and they travel to a castle, and he makes a deal to give the lead actress to the vampire. If they can film him. And the whole movie is Willem Dafoe dressed as the, uh, was is it Count Orloff? Count Orloff. So he's and, playing he's playing the actor who I believe was Max Shrek. Yes. Who played him. Also the name of Christopher Walken's character in Batman Returns. Um, oh, shit. But uh, yeah, he's playing Max Shrek, the actor, but it, it, because, but it's a real vampire. It's like a fictionalized retelling of Nosferatu, but it was so good. And it's yeah. it's really short, if I remember right. Like, I think it's only mm. like an hour and 20 minutes long. Yeah, like, I think it's only like 80 minutes long. And it looks like a horror movie, and it is a horror movie, but it's Willem Dafoe, so you can't stop laughing. At one yeah. point, he's having like this extremely dramatic dialogue exchange. <laughs> he just snatches a fucking bat from this guy and just starts ripping it apart and eating it right in front of people. It's <laughs> very it's very good though i do recommend it it's Mm -hmm. it's just a weird spin on you know trying to make this vampire movie with a real vampire yeah Mm -hmm. it's pretty good i'm I'm looking up willem dafoe's uh filmography right now and it is did you know so like he was in the movie body of evidence um i i don't know that one with with madonna in in, (laughs) from what madonna said if i could be confused here but the story is, is that they had a lot of issues filming sex scenes. Because, it's hard to even say this. Oh, um, no, I know what you're going with. Because his penis was so confusingly large. <laughs> <laughs> when I read that, I'm like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, I've heard about that. Oh, Defoe. I mean, 
Yeah, that's kind of uncomfortable. Oh, it's it's not as uncomfortable as when John Claude Van Damme got an erection live on television in a dance scene on like some Mexican like uh game show. Uh, what? Yeah, that's a I thing. Didn't, I didn't hear what you said, but I don't know if I want you to repeat it. Uh, you know, it's, it's like I think it's a game show or it's like uh, like uh, just a talk show, and John God Van Dam was on it. I think it's in Spanish, mm-hmm. and he's like doing a dance number, and some of the dancers are grinding on him, and he's mm. wearing skin tight jeans, and he he gets a visible erection and okay. tries to hide it. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about that? It's pretty messed up. So, anyway. Let's see. This week, that kind of went off in a weird tangent from... Uh, oh, so Matt, what have you done this week? Uh, I watched Sleepaway Camp. Oh, Sleepaway. What is Sleepaway yeah. Camp? It's a horror movie from the 80s. It's pretty okay. terrible. I found the Blu-ray for it in 2K format. I still don't know what that means. And <laughs> yeah, it's on the box. It says ref- it said formatted in 2K, and I yeah. I couldn't stop laughing at that. And uh, I watched that, but I've seen it so many times. I own it on DVD, but I saw that for like, I think it was like eight bucks, so I picked that up. Uh, Dex, I- did you even know there was such a thing as 2K? Because I sure as hell didn't. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I knew it. Is that standard high def, basically? 2K. I I believe so. Um, all I know is like, cause I, I being a web front end, I guess web guy, like I have to be conscious of like 2K screens and 4K screens. Uh, okay. Which like no, very few people have computer monitors that big or like that high def, I guess. Um, but it gets obnoxious, like looking at a website on screens that are that high def. Um, but yeah, I mean, really the only people who have screens, computer screens at that definition are people who are making movies. Um, but yeah, I mean, so 2k was just like the high def before 4k was high def. Oh, who knew? Fancy that. Yeah, so I got that. Um, Apparently, we were like, what the hell is 2K? I know, I was baffled by that. It was just, just didn't call it 2K. Nobody calls it 2K, I think. I found a a really great YouTube channel that I've pretty much been watching nonstop. It's called I Like to Make Stuff. It's a guy who makes props and just does household repairs and builds things. Like, he's a carpenter. And they're pretty fun. Like he does movie props. He's built a lightsaber. He's built the dark saber oh, okay. from Star Wars. He's uh, he's built uh, like transformer props, which I didn't know about until I got deep into our into his videos. But oh, you sent were... us him making the boombox. Yes, that's the, the transformer. Guy. Okay. Uh, it's really fun. He lives in Georgia, and he I think he's got like two and a half million subscribers, so he does fairly well. And yeah, it's mostly him building things for his kids, building things for his house, add-ons, um, props, just a whole bunch of things. And, he has, uh, like, a super soaker that's, like, five feet tall. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really cool. I, I really love his videos. Yeah. They're short. They're, like, between 15 and 30 minutes. Some of them are even, like, five to ten minutes long, depending the on the project. super soaker four minutes, yeah. Yeah, but... Um, it really is kind of just, he, he, he does it to inspire people. And I will say he's very inspiring. Like mm-hmm. he's a very inspiring person who just really loves 
like construction and uh, carpentry work. And that's something I don't know really anything about. So I really am just drawn into the videos and I've watched, oh my God, I think I've watched almost his entire library in this past two weeks. That's, that's, uh, that's cool. You showed us the one video or you shared it with, uh, uh, your friends, I guess. Um, the video of him making the sound wave. Yeah. He took sound, the transformer sound wave, like the mini cassette player, and he turned it into a Bluetooth boom box. Yeah. And the cool thing about that one, like you said, like it's definitely educational because at the very end, like he kind of recaps his process and then he explains how you could re like do it in different ways. Yes. Like, like, you know, you could have 3d printed this whole thing, but you know, if you don't have a 3d printer to do any of it, then you could do this or you could do this. It's, mm-hmm. it's just kind of cool. Like how he explains, like, you know, if you don't have this to do what I did, you can always do that in this other way. Yeah. It, was, it was very nice. Like, and it was a very entertaining video to watch for sure. It's just yeah. like, making things. Yeah. It's really cool. He does a lot of really unique projects and then he just does mm-hmm. ones like, I'm going to build a fence around my air conditioner. I'm going to build <laughs> a storage unit for all my pool supplies. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to build a barn door for my barn on my farm. Stuff like that. And uh, he, he calls it cornhole. Yes. And cornhole boards. It's called he bags, does, people. Yeah, it's very interesting. And yeah, he's very descriptive on how he builds things. Uh, The cool thing is he uses a lot of music in his videos for montages. He is also a musician and creates it all. And people have asked for CDs or MP3s. And he says no, because in reality, they're just about 30 minutes to 30 seconds to a minute of video of music that's on loop. And so he says it's pretty boring. He puts a lot of his, he has a Patreon. um, He has a podcast. I haven't gotten it. I've subscribed to it, but I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, But it's kind of neat. He built an office in his house with a podcast station and a studio. He's done a lot of stuff. The only thing that I can't really understand is when he goes into the wiring or the, uh, the coding for like the uh, circuit boards and stuff. But he, yeah. he is descriptive about it, but and soldering. I don't know anything about that stuff. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's kind of a little too technical for me to even t- want to try and learn. I don't think I could actually do some of the technological stuff that is shown. Even when they say, oh, it's simple, even kids can do it. I don't know a whole lot about electrical work. And yeah, electrical has always confused me. Yeah. But I've never taken the time to, I guess, like really look into it. But the woodwork is something that uh, the woodwork is stuff that really intrigues me. And if I yeah. ever like get a house and and uh, ha- get like any other hobbies outside of collecting toys and reading comics, mm-hmm. I would very much want to get into wood building and things like that. And we should share that space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it is something that just kind of wa- baffles me. Like I watched him do a video on he redid his master bathroom, mm-hmm. and he did it from the complete ground up. He redid the, he installed a shower and a bathtub oh, cool. and stuff, and he showed how you tile and, yeah. um, uh, a shower and stuff oh, like that. And that gave well, it showed <laughs> him putting like, like the mud down and putting yeah, the yeah, tiles yeah. and stuff. That gave me anxiety because I didn't realize that much goes into that. And it's like, oh yeah, if you mess it up, you got to start from scratch because you can't have any leaks. Yeah, you have to kind of redo it. Yeah, uh, did you know that I did that? I did tile work with Wes. Yes. Yeah, 
it's i mean you get used to it it's just it's a process that takes time to learn just like anything else but uh man you should watch like my brother do some tile like tile like because i'm looking at his website here the i like to make stuff guy mm-hmm. and i'm looking at that bathroom and man wes could lay that tile like in a day it's insane how fast he is and there's vi- and there's videos of him doing it it's worth mm-hmm. checking out because i think that yeah. one's a long video uh he's always building things for his kids he's mm-hmm. redesigned their bedroom he's he built a i watched one where he built a, a long board for his wife mm. because well she does roller derby but she also does skateboarding yeah so he, he does these kind of projects the coolest one that i watched this week was he uh i mean this is like five years worth of videos at one point he said that him and his friends and family got into axe throwing but oh, cool. He felt bad that his kids couldn't be part of it because his kids ages range from, I think, like four to ten. And Mm. he said, my kids can't do this, so I'm going to make one that they can. He Mm -hmm. built axes out of plywood, and then he took like a storage bin, took a bunch of foam noodles and just cut them down to little like spaghetti uh, strings and shoved them in the storage bin. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't have to glue them in or anything. He just he just put so many in that it was a tight feel. Yeah. And then he created mm-hmm. these wooden plywood uh, axes and you throw them in and they stick. Yeah. And, oh, but he wanted awesome. to, yeah, he does things like that. He built a tree house for his kids like he's a um, I can't remember how I found him because one of the things is um, I'm not into making props or cosplaying. But I do like watching people make their cosplay and stuff yeah. like that, even if stuff I don't know. And I have a hard time sometimes getting into videos because if it's like I'm going to build a Borderlands so-and-so rifle, I may not end up watching that because I don't know what that is. But if it's like, hey, I'm going to build the Proton Pack from Ghostbusters, I'm going to watch that. And yeah. so uh, yeah. I love watching props get built, but I don't think I could ever do something like that. But I do have a very big fascination with watching prop builders on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what I did. I mostly watch that because, like I've said before, I don't have television. I don't have conventional TV. I have yeah. YouTube. And so that's what I watch. I watch these kind of videos. I did read a little bit this week in comics. Uh, nothing much. Nothing new. I went back and I reread... Uh, a Transformer comic from six years ago called Dark Cybertron. It was IDW's first big crossover event where it was just a crossover with their two Transformer books they had going on. And it was, it's a 12 issue story that came out in the span of five months. And yes, what it did was, is they have two comics, two ongoing books. Mm -hmm. And so there were two books a month and it was 12 issues they had a part one and a part 12 and parts two through 11 were issues of their ongoings. So five issues from each ongoing. And yeah. here's the thing. Like I said, it came out in the span of five months. Yeah. Uh, it's a good series. I like it. It got some criticism because it had multiple artists on it, but oh, there's yeah. a reason for that. And I say that, you know, this is a series that was very bold And Marvel and DC could learn something from this because most of Marvel and DC's crossover events get delayed so bad or Mm -hmm. even their big event books get delayed so bad. Uh, What was it, Lee? Dark Knight 3 took almost two years to come out. Dark Knight 3 took a while, but I don't think it took nearly as long as Doomsday Clock took 
Doomsday Clock took 18 months, mm-hmm. and it was... Uh, yeah. yeah, that one took forever. It was eight issues, nine issues, and maybe... I don't think it was 12, but whatever. It took a year and a half, and people always have said, well, you know what? The artist is really good. Take their time. Fine. Here's the thing with this book. It was all ri- it was all written and drawn while the other ongoings were going on. Like this mm. comic, this 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 crossover event started with issue 25, I think, in the Transformer books. Issue part one was written and drawn during issue 10 being produced. Like mm. that's the reason they had multiple artists on it, and they didn't have the the regular artists for the book. They planned this book out almost two years in advance, and it was a big book. Like they had, uh, they had Phil Jimenez come on to it and mm-hmm. do some drawings for it. They had some big artists come on to do covers, but they planned it all two years in advance. And both writers got together and they wrote the whole story and wrote the plot, and then they sent it off to artists to get made, and then they just went back to doing their regular book. And they had about a year and a half to set up their other book, their main books to lead into it. Mm. And I look at that and I was like, that's really smart to do. Like the first, the first part was getting drawn a year and a half before it was ever going to be released. There were two reasons for that. One, they wanted to make sure it came out on a good time. Five months for 12 months was good. Mm -hmm. And it was going to be packed in with toys. So Mm. that was one portion, but it worked. It didn't. Yeah. It the only delay that book that event book got was because of a accident with a delivery truck, oh, where it, yeah. it was in a bad accident and they had to delay it by a week. But yeah. I look at that and I go, okay, why aren't bigger companies doing this? Why are they not having the artists? Because more times than any, the event books for DC and Marvel, mm-hmm. they're not written by a regular artist. They're written by one of their exclusives. Who's brought on? Francis Lineal Yu has done them, and he wasn't touching anything at the point at the moment. Like some of these artists, they're not the a- monthly artists on an ongoing book. They are someone yeah. special. So when it's like, hey, Doomsday Clock is going to get a six month ish between issues delay to, <laughs> because of reasons, it's like okay, because I read Doomsday Clock and I kind of forgot three quarters of the plot, but. I read this comic, and this comic's very good. It's very continuity-heavy, so it's not one I can just recommend to be like, oh, you can pick it up and read it. You can't. It's mm. uh, it, it's. If, is this one that had a warning label on the front that said, caution, you're about to read Transformers? No. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> just messing with you, Matt. Come on, man. I don't. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. I assume that was real. That's not funny, no. <clears throat> well, I know they got... They got Rob Liefeld to do a cover. Okay. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> uh, Back off. Don't you say a dirty, terrible thing about life. Uh, was it like Starscream in airplane mode or something? I'm going to say. He can't draw feet. I don't know if you know that. No, I'm going to, I'm going to send it to you guys on the, in the chat. You guys can right. check this thing out. It's, uh, it's going to be uh, a groan. No, I've never elicited a groan from Liefeld's art. Okay. So are uh, you a seriously like just a, a top-notch Liefeld fan? I actually I I enjoy uh, Rob Liefeld. Yeah. Okay. I mean I'm not saying he, he's I, I hate him or anything. I just I don't love him. His art, I mean. No, I mean I get that. But yeah. I sent it in the chat. 
the other chat. Oh. Which other chat? Uh, the Skype chat. Oh, oh that's what I was looking at. I didn't see yeah, it. It's not coming through. I. Oh, okay. There we go. Oh, that's awesome. In the Skype Skype chat? Yeah. Let's see. That's, that's, that's it's, great. I like that. The the uh, cable homage. That's straight up what it is. It's it's yeah. issue one of cable. Why can't yeah. I see it? Uh, it's the same. I put it in the same spot that you uh. Uh, that you put, I put in the same chat as you put the link to our uh, outline. Hmm. I'm on Wi-Fi. I wonder if it's going slow. I can send it to you. uh, I can send it to you a different way, too. Hold on one sec, sir. No, it's... Sorry. Yeah, I don't care what anybody says. That's a sweet kit. That's a sweet cover. I, I I almost picked it up. I I try, I might I I thought about picking it up, but then I kind of said, eh, it looks like shit. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it looks like. You guys shit. are life out haters. I I will stand by him. I I've always loved his work. His his work brings me back. Um, to what about that one Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, the Captain America. The fact that all I have to say is that one Captain America, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Everybody knows it. about which one you're talking about, and you know he is he's he's a good sport about that one too. Oh so. man, this okay. This Transformers cover is amazing. Man, I dude, I, I love that cover. Now I want it. I don't know about that. You don't like it? Oh. Okay. I think it's great. Look at all those goddamn creative people on uh, in the on the side. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, there were two. Well, there were three artists. Phil Jimenez came into the book. Uh, Phil Jimenez is a pretty uh, well-known Marvel artist, and apparently he's a big Transformers fan. And so they they asked uh, they brought him over and asked if he'd like to do something. He was fairly busy at the time, so he only got to do the outlines of the issue. And then uh, Andrew Griffith drew over his outlines, and yep. he he did a lot of covers though. Phil Jimenez's covers for the the Epic event was uh were very good, but yeah, it's a good book. It's uh, people criticized it for being too long. It is twelve issues, but again, it's yeah. twelve issues that came out in five months. Yeah, like that's kind of unheard of for events. It was pretty good and. I think it was the best crossover event they did because they ended up doing a lot. Boy, IDW, when they decided to make a a universe of all Hasbro characters, like G.I. <laughs> Joe, Mask, all these things, uh, it got pre- they tried to do an annual epic event. And I understand why they were doing it, but it's one of those things that the big crossover events are heavily criticized with DC and Marvel because they want you to read everything. Yeah. And no one's going to do that. I think the last one I read was I picked up every issue to an event was Spider Island, Spider-Man, the big Spider-Man event that happened almost 10 years ago. Uh, Lee and I tried to read everything out of AVX, and I don't think yeah. either of us do it. I, I think I might those, have. Those big so, crossover events are I think one of the reasons why I stop reading Marvel and DC, though. Yeah, no, know, every, nothing can really live up to the awesomeness that was Image United. 
You mean the failure that was Image United? <laughs> was that where like everything, every Image book was considered in the same universe? Uh, that's always been an establishment that. Or it uh, was. It was in the nineties until. Well, it was until it still is. I mean, Invincible was still having crossover events. Yeah, but it it depends because you got to look at like back then. You know, Rob Liefeld's Extreme Studios were part of Image, and so was Wildcats and all that. None of that is now part of Image. So. Well, but like, so you're saying because uh, like Spawn. In, uh, Invincible, all these books are technically in the same universe? Yes. Spawn, Witchblade, Youngblood, Invincible. Uh, Youngblood is not. Youngblood, Youngblood not, isn't? Not anymore, no. Okay. But like, not every Image comic, just kind of like the core Image comics. Uh, yeah. Shadowhawk is, yeah. Spawn is, uh, Savage Dragon, Cyberforce. But yeah, uh, a lot of them became, because so many of them were farmed out like you know all the wildstorm books went with jim lee when he went to dc yeah and rob life took young blood and extreme studios to a bunch of different uh publishing houses until um, he lost until he finally revealed he didn't own it anymore yeah i mean the fun thing was is that how many issues came out was it just two issues of what image united uh there was three issues i believe Okay, yeah, I can three because I think I recently found them and I was like, I wish this finished. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to look real quick, see, because I uh, let me think. Um, the second book came out like I think only issues one and two came out, and nope. then issue three zero. No, nope. three came out, zero never came out. Um, okay, yes, you're right. It says three issues after that. Uh. It, and then during the delay, I know they said they're going to do an issue zero, and that never happened. Never came out either. That was supposed was to have Invincible and a bunch of other characters, it was, I believe. Yeah, it was supposed to star Invincible, I think. Because Invincible is not an original image creation. It was a uh, Kirkman. It was Robert Kirkman. But they made him a <laughs> they made a him partner. an owner, and they made him a founder, even though he wasn't a founder. They made him partner. And... It's mm-hmm. kind of funny, uh, a year ago, this month, Rob Liefeld said that he was determined to finish Image United, and almost immediately after, he said, never mind, it's dead. <laughs> Isn't he, doesn't he, he, he did like a Kickstarter and like took forever to actually send that out, didn't he? I don't know. Liefeld has been... I'm not sure. Lightfall does a lot of stuff, Kickstarter and Indiegogo and stuff. I think he did Brigade recently off there. Was it Brigade? It was Brigade or Bloodstrike. I think it was Brigade. I don't know. One of those comics, I think, like, he was taking, like, over a few years or something to, like, actually send it out. Yeah, that was Brigade. And and people were starting to, like, give up hope, basically, that it would ever come. Yeah. But it started, he started shipping that last year, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's uh, always. No, there's I mean, honestly, I you know. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I don't know. <laughs> Image United, like the biggest, I guess the biggest problem with Image United was they just couldn't get uh, Todd McFarlane to sit down and draw his pages or his his art. Like it I know. Sound like Todd McFarlane likes to draw anymore. He doesn't. He wants to make toys and tell people they're not yeah. toys. No, but the thing is, is he does quite a bit now with Spawn. Like he's writing it again. He's doing a lot of. Uh... He's directing the movie. Yeah, no, that that I'm not even gonna 
get in them that movie's never coming out (laughs) no it's never never happened it's never happening but yeah for a long time he kind of just he was just wanting to be the president of his toy company uh he i mean he made a big return in comics with robert kirkman in their not spawn comic that they made together oh haunt haunt where i think he drew the first couple issues and then someone Uh, Greg Capello, Capello did it the first. Did he? Year. Okay, maybe Todd McFarlane was the inker on it because I know he had some artistic credit on that book mm. and uh, it fizzled out. I think it lasted a year and then it got canceled. Mm-hmm. I, I I never read it. I I just know that I remember that it it, it looked like Venom, ver- it looked like Venom and Spawn together, but it wasn't. <laughs> and but that's that's kind of image in general. It's it's a company of unoriginal that, ideas. That show, or that comic actually lasted 28 issues. So, Did it really? Yeah. So it lasted a little over two years. Yeah. Just look that up. When did that come out? 2009? 2009. Um, okay. hmm. Oh, it was penciled by Ryan Otley. Um, oh, okay. Like Greg Capello and Inks by Ed McFarlane. So it actually had a... God, it had some good... It's interesting uh, that McFarlane would do the inks. Yeah, yeah. It seems weird to me. It's quite a bit of inking huh. now, so. Yeah, I mean, it's the extent of what you can rely on him to draw. I think Philip Tan, you know, honestly, I've been reading so much image lately. I'm I'm halfway through the Max and a large portion through Shadowhawk. So I'm probably going to have to go back and start reading Spawn from the beginning. But that, God, that's that's 300 issues is a, is a, ch- is a, ch- a task, a chore. Yeah. I know what you mean. I've been wanting to go back and start from the beginning with Invincible. And I think Invincible had a little less than 150 issues. I think it was like 127 or something like that before it ended. And it ended very abruptly. Uh, and like, I think I think Kirkman gave a year's notice to end it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's still like one of the best comic books I've ever read. And that was one that had a lot of cameos. I remember... Savage Dragon popped up quite a few times. Witchblade did. Uh, the Pit showed up a few times. Hmm. And uh, Spawn showed up, I think, once or twice. Because it was kind of, yeah, set on hmm. the image Earth. And yeah. they were kind of just one-panel cameos for the most part. Uh, Savage Dragon kept showing up as, like, a gag. And Isn't Savage Dragon just 100% a gag? Is he? I've, I've never read Savage Dragon. The most Savage know. Dragon I know is the, the original cartoon. Savage Dragon's dead in the book now, isn't he? Isn't it? Yeah, it's his son or something, I think. I've not really read it, but not that's my understanding. But yeah, I think his son took over for him. And yeah, I, I all I know is when I was reading the math, uh, the Max, oh my mm-hmm. God, and image characters popping up like crazy in that. Mm-hmm. Savage Dragon's in there. Uh, one of his villains is in there. Pit was in an, an issue. Huh. completely random yeah like yeah it was it was interesting yeah i remember Sa- oh i remember savage dragon showing up a couple times in invincible and i think at one point a building fell on him and a concerned citizen drawn like the creator of savage dragon runs up and huh. is panicking that he's dead then he just climbs out of the rubble and says he's okay such yeah. a weird character <laughs> yeah, I only know him from that cartoon that came out in the 90s. That's oh, crazy. yeah. It was on USA. Was yeah, it, was that's it. 
Wasn't it on after uh, the Mortal Kombat cartoon? It was oh, on yeah. before or after Mortal Kombat slash the Street Fighter Street cartoon. Fighter. Yeah. Hmm. I've tried to watch that Street Fighter cartoon. That thing's rough. <laughs> There's a lot of cartoon, Dude, I, I busted out the Wildcats animated series <gasps> from CBS. Uh, oh, man, I, I forgot have- about that. And Lee lent it to me a few years ago, and I think I only got through two episodes, and then I had to give it back to him because oh, I just yeah. couldn't finish it. It's trying so hard to be X-Men and oh, yeah. failing on yeah. every line. It was just like, oh. Speaking but of, I got... I will say it had an awesome theme song, so... As good as the X-Men theme song? Well, X-Men's memorable, but that one is totally 90s, like... Yeah. You know, Wildcats. Wildcats. Oh, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. Wildcats was, uh, you know, Wildcats was an X Men knockoff, wasn't it? Yeah, well, and then I believe the Ultraverse, like Ultraverse had an animated series too. Um, what? Malibu had the Ultraverse with like Prime and a bunch like Hardcore, I think was another guy. Hmm. Um, but there's a Malibu Ultraverse series, and I can't remember what it was called, but I'm looking it up now because. I have the internet at my fingertips. Was it called Skeleton Warriors? I wish. Oh man, Joe Casey had stuff to uh, jump. Uh, participated in Haunt. Wow. Dex, what did you do last week? Um, I don't remember. It was a very boring week for me, I guess. Uh, trapped at home. What? Still trapped at home. Yeah, more or less. I'm trying to think. I don't think I went anywhere. Uh, my An update on my... Did I mention, I guess, in the episode last week that my dog... I, t- I just came to the vet. He had, like, a swollen neck. He's fine now. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, it, it, like, went away by the next day. It was amazing. They, I think they think he might have gotten, like, bit by a spider or something. I don't know. It was just, like, an allergic reaction. Um, That's, like, the most fun thing i guess i've done uh it's interesting though matt talking about that youtube channel reminded me uh i've been i've been watching um a youtube channel at night to kind of like wind down i don't have to look it up it's like uh baumgartner restoration if you don't like if you don't like fine art this might be really boring but uh it's a it's a art conservationist like he gets paintings that are like i don't know 200 years old or less or more and they're just like covered in grime and they might have a tear in them or something and so he just takes off all the dirt restore like seal or fixes the the tear and then you know repaints everything and he just explains it the whole time it's very fascinating it's and it's just like it's just a nice like thing to wind down to i guess is why i like it and having gone to art art school and having to study a lot of this type of art like he, it's not like he's doing any like famous paintings but because he's just in chicago but he's really good it seems uh, very bob ross like where it would just be relaxing to watch uh that's funny i actually just i'm scrolling through his videos and as soon as you said that he did apparently a one-hour special with a bob ross thing <laughs> oh really <laughs> Apparently, I've not seen it. Bob uh, Ross is uh, Bob Ross is back. Uh, his show is. He's dead. 
I know, but his show is back. Uh, they have people. Yeah, big 2020 is turning out to be a horrible. It's, it's the... turning around to be a lot of weird twists, but yeah. no, they're um, they're uh, they're making new episodes of his show with other artists. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're pulling a Running Man and they're just splicing together a bunch of old episodes to make new episodes. I wouldn't be surprised, but. Yeah, no, uh, what's, what was Bob Ross's, uh, show called? Um, oh man, what was that show called? I'm so uh, Joy and Painting. The Joy Paint, yeah, that's back. That's yeah. back with the so new artists other that were inspired okay. by him. That's interesting. I, I know. any of them, but just, I yeah. saw that there is. I know when I was in art school, uh, a lot of the, um, master's students for painting, they would do like, they would follow along with Bob Ross every so often, it seemed like. Which is funny so, because he was heavily criticized for his art, his art uh, techniques. Which is, I think, why they did that. Like, I think it was just kind of tongue in cheek for them. But yes. then they would like, they would just hang up the paintings, and they just, you just have like these two or three identical paintings. It's, yeah. It's kind of interesting, at least. I don't yeah, know. I was really surprised to look up Bob Ross a couple of years ago and find out that his art was uh just very heavily criticized because it was so mm. unconventional to do art that way because i mean he yeah. he painted on a wet canvas and yeah. he he did everything a very certain way and a lot of art critics disliked it yeah. it is kind of funny i remember first time thinking like how much does a bob ross painting go for and they're priceless they're not you you can't buy or sell a bob ross painting really no, he There's, donated everything oh, to Iowa Public Television places. Yeah. Like none what? of his paintings really? are available to actually be purchased or sold anywhere because yeah. he donated them all to to uh public television stations and they're all hanging up. Like there's a couple I guess that are at the Iowa Public Television station. Yeah. And, well, and uh, I guess every episode he made 3 copies. Something like that. Yeah. There's the practice, there's the close up and then there's the the farther away. Yeah. So like instead of having multiple cameras, he just he just filmed a close up of him painting it and then he filmed himself painting it again further away. Yeah. And I mean, Which it was pretty seamless. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you couldn't really tell. I uh, realized that. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 I, he was Apparently. very interesting. I learned that the whole reason he became a painter was he was a drill sergeant in the military. Yeah. And when he when he left the military, <laughs> he well, he got he lived on a military right, base in Alaska him, and just fell in love with the uh, the landscape of Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. And so when he left the military, he just stayed up there and he, he, he would talk about it in some of his things asking why why is he so soft spoken and things? And he said that he spent most of his life screaming at people and he just screamed uh the anger out of him to a point where he never thought he would ever have to raise his voice again. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember when he passed away, I was, uh, I was pretty bummed. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. He would like, he'd be like late seventies, almost 80 now if he was still alive. Yeah. He, he had died throat young, cancer. He? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that he was so young. Yeah. He wasn't old at all. I think maybe was, late thirties, yeah. late fifties, no, early fifties. 52. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, his, man. He's wiki right now. Didn't, didn't, I thought I read somewhere too that he got his start in painting by painting uh, saw blades. Like some early Bob Ross stuff was like on saw blades. Uh, I believe it. Or I think like if you want to buy something, like those are the only things that you can like actually find that are for sale. 
He certainly... yeah, I think I've seen that once that you could buy a saw blade or like a, it was almost like a, um, like the, the saw wheel. You know, like yeah, a... yeah, yeah. Not like the, yeah. not the horizontal thing, but like uh, a circular saw. Yeah. Yeah. Circular saw wheel. Like, I, th- I think I saw one of those for sale recently um, or saw something that was talking about it. Cause I'm not yeah. like, I don't, you know, go online and search for, original bob ross paintings very often i mean who does not as much as i should that's for damn right mm-hmm. yeah I don't know. <laughs> so anyway um yeah yeah well, we covered a lot of bases in however long we've been talking here <laughs> uh we've been recording for uh almost an hour and 15 minutes so an hour and 10 minutes that's not bad. Yeah, we just talked a lot about what we've been up to and stuff. Just generalized discussion, yeah. which isn't bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything really that's happened this yeah. week. Not really news-wise, but in entertainment or anything. Uh, I guess kind of news, uh, The Last of Us 2 got leaked. Like the game? Yeah. Uh, what happened was, okay, uh, Last of Us 2 was supposed to come out last month. It got delayed again and again, yeah. and Sony finally just said it's in. It's this is weird. They delayed it indefinitely. Oh. And oh. a developer, a dev on the project, uh, uploaded a ton of videos on YouTube of the plot, cutscenes, and gameplay, and oh, okay. pretty big spoilers. They got taken down, but it's the internet. Plenty of people managed to steal it and capture them mm-hmm. and re-upload them. And what happened was, uh, I, I haven't followed it for the past day or so, but what happened was is this person did it out of kind of anger over two mm-hmm. things. One, working so hard on the game and being told it wasn't going to come out for any time, any foreseeable future. Yeah. They said it was mainly because of coronavirus, but... That means uh, it's the perfect time to release a game. Is it because Not you right can only do so much at home? You have to go to your st- you have to go to the studio and work on it. Oh, okay. And sorry. I know that's that one thing that some people aren't realizing is that's why a lot of stuff in post production isn't getting done now. You can yeah. only do so much on your your computer at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't want that stuff leaked into public servers. Uh, but they they delayed it indefinitely for that. And so this person uploaded a shit ton of footage and spoilers into it. And they also said it's because they were, once again, if people don't realize with video games, they have a thing called crunch time where they're forced to work someplace. Like some places are really bad. Rockstar is really bad. Blizzard's pretty bad. There's a lot of studios where employees, developers, they're working 12 to 18 hours a day and they're not getting paid a penny after eight. And, it's gotten better. Like a lot of developers are trying to get unionized to protect themselves and they're kind yeah. of losing that, that war. Yeah. But this developer was so jaded by it that he unloaded all this stuff and which it pushed Sony to actually announce the game's now going to come out in June. Okay. I don't think it's going to affect sales that these things, I did look up some of the stuff that said, I don't have a PlayStation. I've never played last of us. I watched a 25, part gameplay of last of us on youtube i remember talking to you about it and you didn't seem very interested i think the last of us is a perfectly fine game if you want to just put the controller down and watch a game being played without you actually doing anything i do have a problem where there's too many Mm. cutscenes and stuff like that's a pretty bad one uh a david cage game is a shining example where you're not playing a game you're watching a movie uh 
until dawn is just like that too where it's mm-hmm. just it's just quick time events you don't do anything you move the character around a little bit but it's quick times and last of us is that to an extent but that's mm-hmm. naughty dog in general unless it's crash bandicoot uh I, I don't think no. it's going to affect anything with the game coming out. Uh, the only thing that's kind of mad is the spoilers that were revealed kind of pissed off a lot of fans, but yeah. Well, then just don't watch happen. it. Don't seek out spoilers. I mean, that that's my thing. Like you can stay away from this stuff if you try. True. hundred percent. I have to, I have to say though, uh, star Wars, the last star Wars movie was spoiled for me. And all I was doing was casually scrolling through Twitter yeah no you have, is, I mean, you have to stay off of social media if, if, for a few days if you were going to see a movie or whatever well it's yeah. not even a movie per se if like you're like me who watches a lot of youtube videos um this because is you're, because you're a 13 year old girl yeah yeah so <laughs> you know, what that's tiktok that's tiktok um but <laughs> the problem is is that you know because google is fucking attached to everything no matter what you google no matter what you watch you, your suggestions feed is just getting filled with shit that will spoil stuff for you. And yeah. that's you also have, a huge problem. Yeah, but you can mute that stuff, can't you? Not to really. You have to choose not to look at it. Like, you have to click on something and say, I don't want to see this. Kind of like Facebook, where you keep getting ads and stuff, or you keep getting posts about things, and you mm-hmm. have to say, I don't want to look at this. And then you have to give a damn reason why. Mm-hmm. Uh so you can't really mute your recommendations too much. It just pops up. And I know that's been a problem with some people. Like you said, Dexter, I mean, if you're just casually going to Twitter, like, hey, guess what? We have a Twitter for this podcast. Uh, Dexter's got to upload stuff on that profile. So if he's got to log in or if he's just got to hit Twitter, he could get spoiled for something because of certain things that he's looked at or people he's followed. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about that because – well. Uh, on, we, uh, on Twitter, you can mute certain words, and I have done yeah. that. Like I, I've, I've muted like uh, Mandalorian and Disney Plus because I didn't want that show to be ruined. Okay. And I don't, I don't know anything about Twitter that much, so I didn't yeah. know you could do that. But yeah, there's some places that you just can't do those things too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I know, I don't know. Can you do that with Instagram? Because even stuff I look up on like sites um, for like to look at figures and things like that, I start getting recommendations even now on Instagram, and that one annoys me. Uh, just you can at least say you're not interested, but that's I think you that's have it. to look at it to originally yeah. use that. That's the problem with that, but. Yeah, I I mean I I do agree to an extent though. You can avoid it at best as best as possible. And by that I mean stay away from Reddit, stay away from mm-hmm. uh some social media outlets, but it's still always going to happen to you. That said, I am not someone who gives two shits about spoilers. I watch yeah. I read Wikipedia summaries of movies the day they come out and mm-hmm. I don't give two shits because when I go see the movie I am so immersed in it. I have forgotten that I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. It's just me. Yeah. I know that. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Really doesn't Don't spoil mind. shit for me. Ugh, I idiot. I spoiled the Dark Knight Rises for Lee the next morning because I thought he went to a midnight showing uh, <laughs> uh, as well as so I did. Oh man, he flipped out pretty bad. I thought he went because I was for sure. Set, I thought he said he was going to go to a midnight showing. So yeah. I literally texted the entire last two minutes of the plot to oh, him man. the next morning and he was so mad but i swear i thought he was i thought you were going to a midnight showing he like said it i'm like dude <laughs> like, oh, yeah i believe so. the text message was 
what the fuck Joseph Gordon Levitt is Robin? Well, <laughs> technically. I don't he's not, but technically. It was the last minute of the movie. And yeah. I did, I thought Lee went and saw it. I didn't yeah. know. Uh but yeah, I don't I don't mind spoilers. I know people hate them. I don't mind them. I I I read everything. I'm trying to think of the last thing that I went in completely blind and uh i think uh i think it was the last halloween movie i went in totally blind because i didn't want to know anything i think Mm. it was i think alien covenant was also one i went into Mm. um oh there was another movie that i was extremely excited for and i did everything i could not to look anything up for it and uh oh i think it was mad max I think I oh, went yeah, yeah, yeah. not knowing a single thing. And that was kind of hard because that was a long drive to Minneapolis that afternoon. And we were going to go see it that night. And all I could do was just play on my phone the whole time. Did you guys, did you see it like when you went for spring con or something? Yeah, we went to spring con and yeah. got up there Friday. We went to the mall of America for dinner and yeah. kind of like how, uh, well, I, we went and saw, what, what did we, we see? We saw a uh, Civil War up there. Oh, okay. And the year beforehand was Mad Max, and that was me, Trey, and Tom yeah. that did that. And yeah. so yourself lucky you missed that one. Which one? Oh, I was talking to Dex. Oh yeah, I heard it was a great trip. No, Mad Max. Oh no. <laughs> oh, Dexter a, liked Mad Max. That was a great movie. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the more I learn about you, Lee. I know, it's not right? good. You just squint all the time. Uh, <laughs> I'm not feeling it. Uh, whatever. Okay, I'm not getting into that discussion. Um, but uh, they, uh, yeah, usually we always go and see something like that. And I didn't want to spoil that movie for me. Oh, I don't think I spoiled Civil War for me either. I think I went into that completely uh, open. My, open yeah. That was fine. Most of the Marvel movies I'll just spoil. I don't give two shits. Uh, yeah. They're just movies. I'm going to watch them. I don't care. It's not that big of a deal to me. I think I've only ever seen one movie without knowing anything. Like, literally, I knew nothing about it. I think I've already talked about it on this, maybe. I don't know. But it was Kill Bill Volume 1. Oh, same. Uh, same. I did the same thing. I didn't and know about it. Basically, like, I think it was like a Friday. A bunch of people at school were just like, hey, we're going to go see a movie. You want to come? I was like, oh, sure. And I just like. I, I, I was just like, okay, we're just going to go see a movie, whatever. And so we get there. I'm like, what are we seeing? They're like, oh, Kill Bill. It's a samurai movie. I'm like, oh, cool. I like samurai. Uh, and literally like that first scene, which is just the close-up of uh, the bride's face, and she's all bloody, and it's black and white. And it's just like this really intense dialogue. And I just look over at my friend. I'm just like, what the hell movie did you bring me to? <laughs> I had the same problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I don't know that I'd ever seen a Quentin Tarantino film. I think that was the first one I'd ever seen. That's a hell of a movie, uh, Quentin Tarantino movie, to be introduced to him. Yeah, uh, it's been downhill ever since, honestly. Same, same. <laughs> I think Kill Bill was the first one I'd seen. And yeah. I don't know, Inglourious Bastards is okay. I, uh, it's one of the only ones that I like. I liked Kill Bill ones at yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate everything else he's done except for Hateful Eight. I love Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight's really good. It's a it's a nice just sit back and watch movie. Probably because uh, one of my favorite movies is John Carpenter's The Thing, and Quentin Tarantino has flat out said that it's a Western version of that. I didn't know that till the other week. Uh, yeah. I was looking up things about uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, 
and it has like a, a discussion of the legacy it's left behind. And yeah, Quentin Tarantino fully admitted that the whole movie is laid out to be almost the exact same movie, but instead of an alien, it's a whodunit. And fun thing is that Quentin turned a lot hat like a, a humongous chunk of the music for Hateful Eight is music from John Carpenter's The Thing. Hmm. And I think that's probably what it was. I didn't know that. And yeah. I just kind of got that vibe off it because I've seen that movie so many times. But yeah, I went into Kill Bill not knowing anything about it. Yeah. And I think the last real movie that I went and saw not knowing anything, and I wasn't even t- interested in seeing it, a friend of mine, uh, her and I used to do something once a month. We'd go out to dinner or we'd go see a movie. She wanted to go see a movie. I said, okay, um, what's out? I don't know what's out. This is kind of a dead season. This was January, and it's yeah. January. No movie's out. She wanted to go see Vampire Academy. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's a, it's a movie starring Zoe Dooch, and it's pretty much all about vampires in high school, and oh. they have their familiars that go with them, their servants, and it's a whole movie narrated by this vampire princess's servant, mm-hmm. and it's like a mystery. Um, uh, it's like a teeny kind of. It's very Twilighty in some ways, but it's like a high school, um, like murder mystery with vampires. And I remember, uh, halfway through, leaning over to her and going, like, I already was like done with this movie. I'm like, this movie's a piece of shit, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to be mean. Uh, just because she picked the movie. I didn't want to hurt her feelings, so I just leaned in and said, this movie's kind of all over the place. And she leaned back over to me and said, this movie's kind of fucking terrible. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I didn't want to be mean, but this movie's this movie's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But we watched the whole thing and uh, didn't know anything about it, didn't know any of the cast, didn't know what it was about. It was just, hey, let's go see this. All right, let's go see it. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. That's random. Yeah. It was weird. Going to movies not knowing a single thing about them is not a pleasant experience. I did that with Beowulf. I saw Beowulf? Yeah. I saw I saw Crossroads with Britney Spears and was like, what happened? Well, you had you just had some bad decision making all together with that. Yeah, there was a lot of bad decision making leading to that, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the movie stars Britney Spears, but it also stars Anson Mount. Who? What? Anson Mount. He's the love interest. He's uh, he's in my favorite show, Hell on Wheels, and he was Black Bolt in the Inhuman mm. series. Oh, gosh, that's not even. We we don't talk about the Inhuman. How but... long did that even last? Did it even six was that ever released? Six episodes. Oh, it made it six episodes. Okay. Yeah, well, it was like it ended after six episodes, and they just never. Oh, so it did have a complete season, technically. Yeah. Okay. It was like a spring season, wasn't it? Or was it actually a fall? Uh, I think it was fall. Wow. And they actually it's on released. Disney Plus. And technically, if hmm. if you want to get, you know, uh, down to it, The Inhumans was released as a two-hour movie in IMAX. So. Wait, what? That yeah, The Inhumans pilot was released as a two-hour movie in IMAX. Huh. So yeah. technically, it was one of the MCU movies releases. <laughs> so I've never I seen. I completely missed that. Any, yeah. I've never seen anything for it, but the announcement at TV spot. Don't, don't ever watch it. That's too bad. I was. It's really bad. 
I mean, that being said, too, like, I stopped watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when they started getting into the Inhumans stuff, because I was just like, what? This is so dumb. I stopped watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after the first episode. I get that. It's it's a weird show, because it's like, it's never great, but it's, uh, and then, like, it just keeps getting, like, signed for a new season, and every time I'm just like, really? It's still on, isn't it? Yeah, they just signed a new season. It's the final season. (laughs) Yeah, but still, Um, like, it's just surprising. Excuse me. Would it be yeah. the 10th season? Uh, I think it's the 8th. Because it came out yeah, in 2012, it didn't 2012. it? Yeah. I didn't know if... Because I remember some shows have, like, 10 seasons in, like, 6 or 7 years. So I was wondering seven. if it was one of this those. Is season. Oh, man. I remember it's you told also, me about that It's show. also ranked 94% on Rotten Tomatoes and 7.5 on IMDb, so... Is Coulson still on it? Yeah. I think it still has everybody, yeah. Wow, I remember it got Hydra heavy because it was corresponding with Civil, with not Civil War, but Winter Soldier. Which was so dumb because like those the shows are clearly not in the movie universe, and yeah. but then like they did that yeah. anyway. They were. They brought Sif into it from the Thor movies. Yeah. That's why she wasn't in the last Thor movie. Fury was in the show too. Yeah, who? but it's just who Nick Fury. Oh, that's right. Sam Briefly. Jackson made a couple appearances. Yeah, so like Colby to Smothers, introduce the show. Yeah, yeah, she's she was in it a little bit, but like you, you got to keep in mind, it, it technically was set in the Marvel universe. Yes, yes, but like, so everything from the movies influences the show, but the show has no bearing no, on the movies. No bearing on the movies. It's no, like, I remember like, hearing in, about that. In the movies, Coulson is still dead. Like they never mentioned him ever, and the only time he's ever come back is for that Captain Marvel movie, which yeah. I always thought was kind of a shame that they never mentioned him or he never had a cameo in anything. I thought that was just weird that well, but he's, not, he's the star he's of the not show. Still dead. They just never addressed it. Like, which I think is weird like, that they never would. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, because if you watch the Agents of Shield show, it. Yeah, it's more like a black ops. Like nobody knows anybody. Right, but like he's such a good character. Like it's just a shame that they never put him back in the movies. Sure, they did. He was in Captain Marvel. Well, yeah, in really barely. bad de aging CGI. Oh, that was so bad. It was pretty rough. It was it was pretty bad. <laughs> I think the weirdest thing is watching the behind the scenes stuff with Sam Jackson, and they really didn't do anything to de age him other than like the the circles around his eyes. Yeah. That was weird. I've been meaning to rewatch Captain Marvel. I haven't seen it since mm-hmm. I picked it up on Blu-ray. I watched it. You and I saw it in theaters. We thought it was fine. Yeah. You and I were talking yeah. about it. Um, it's a middle-of-the-road one. It's, like, dead in the middle of ranking them. Yeah. And I watched it one time when I picked it up on Blu-ray. And that's about it. And it's not that I dislike the movie or anything. I think it's a perfectly fine film. Yeah. It's just uh, it's another Marvel movie that... I just find to be a one-time view. I have that problem with Hmm. the Spider-Man ones too. I didn't like Far From Home, like I said earlier. And Homecoming, I absolutely love. But it's a one-time view for me. I really have tried to sit down and watch it, and I get about 20 minutes in, and I just turn it off. I don't know why. And it's not that I dislike anything about it. I enjoy it. But I just can't sit down and rewatch it for some reason. Yeah, I get that. Maybe we should talk about the uh, MCU movies sometime. Which you that mentioned. is going to be an upcoming someday. Yeah. We're going to do it. It's just going to be a... It, we've talked about it, and we can talk about it a little bit here. Uh, we are not going to do a Star Wars sit-down for it. We thought about... I, oh, I, I pitched, we need not do everything in one episode, yeah. No, I pitched a two <laughs> ideas, and we all kind of favored the latter. The first idea was 
a multi-part, not at once, but breaking it down into phases. So that would yeah. actually be like four episodes. It would be a month of, of Marvel, and I don't think I want to yeah. do that. Well, and we'd we spread discussed... it out. We wouldn't do them in order. Or we yeah. wouldn't do them back-to-back. No, I, I would hope not. Or we would just each bring to the table maybe our top five and bottom yeah. five and make that into a discussion. Yeah, I was actually thinking that we would vote like on it. Like we would just... Um like each vote on our top and bottom five, which there'd be overlap, I would think. And so then we wouldn't have 15 movies to talk about, you know, well, we wouldn't talk about 15 different segments is what I'm getting at, I guess. We can have a quick one about this. Cause I can tell you it'd be an overlap because a movie that you and I don't like Dexter is yeah. one of these favorites. Uh, which one is that going to be? Are we talking about Iron Man three? Yes. Oh gosh, really? <laughs> Lee and I talked about it this week. He told me it was one of his favorites, and I'm Wait. like, Dexter and I both do not like that movie. Not good. <laughs> Great movie. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a it's it's a it's a weird one. I need to sit down and rewatch it. And that's the thing. Yeah. I, I think that would be probably a goal that we need to make like about a month in advance is yeah. we put in a doc because what we do is we write everything down in our in a, in a Google Drive and we, we can go over and look at it. That would be one where we probably just need to set up a doc, put our favorites in there, and then yeah. maybe spend a month just going back and watching those movies yeah. to refresh ourselves on it if we need to. Like for me, who owns them all and I've seen them all so many times, most of them several times, I've got a good – uh, perception on them yeah. but i know for you lee you've seen pretty much most of them one time dexter's the same yeah. and yeah. uh so it might be worth you know just putting a doc in there and making our top and going through the list uh off off uh the podcast and going yeah, yeah I, I should probably watch that one um i don't need to see that i've seen that enough or my opinion on that is already pretty strong on that mm-hmm. but yeah we we do want to do a marvel discussion i mean uh, Real quick, uh, side topic, and Dex, you can you can edit this. Um, I'm kind of thinking this whole. I'm not editing this. I'm just saying. So you know. No, I'm just saying. Like, I think this whole talk about the Marvel uh, stuff we should cut out so that people are just like, are we really just sitting here listening to them playing their next podcast? Well, um, sometimes it's worth just having discussion over to say like, what's upcoming? I mean. I know you would like to do a DC one, but boy, I'd have to actually watch some of those movies. <laughs> I've seen three of them, I think, and that's it. Three? I, yeah, I still have to see Aquaman. That's one on the list that I've never seen. Have you seen Wonder Woman yet? Nope. No? Okay. Aquaman's great. Wonder Woman's great. Um, Shazam is, is really good. Shazam um, is very good. I had fun with Shazam, even though it was very stupid. Justice League is very it's middle of the road. Batman vs Superman is not nearly as bad as people make it out to be, but it is it is it's, worse. It's like not what it should have been. I feel like it's not what it should have been, but it, it's too long. Yeah, and, and I don't think they should have tried to fit Doomsday into it. Um, they didn't, did they? Uh, technically. Oh. Not the real Doomsday. Um, but, yeah, just kind of... version of Doomsday. Yeah. I don't even think James Gunn can convince me to see Suicide Squad 2. I'm actually semi-pumped about that. I've not even seen Suicide Squad 1. It's got <laughs> too much Jared Leto in it. 
which isn't saying much considering it's only about 10 minutes of him, but it's still too much. Any, any Jared Leto. Like, I, I don't know. I might not have seen Blade Runner if I knew he was in it before we went to it. You don't like Jared Leto? <laughs> I haven't seen that. I'm not a big fan of that. Oh, you need to see Blade Runner. Man, that's such a good movie. 2049 is a really good movie, and yes. this is coming from someone who doesn't like the original Blade Runner it's, at that's all. That's the problem that I'm... That's why no, it, seen, it's a completely I'm different movie. A fan of that first one. It's, yeah, it's I don't so much it. better. It's faster I, paced, but it, way better art, like artistically. And the first one was even great artistically. Oh man, I don't know, Dexter. I've seen Blade Runner 2049 about two times now since we saw oh. it in theaters, and I don't know if it's really faster paced. I think it's just really interesting, but I guess faster okay. paced in the sense that Blade Runner goes five miles an hour, and yeah. Blade Runner 2049 goes about seven miles an hour. Well, yeah, okay, it's still slow, but it's it's slow, it's what intricate, but I have way more feeling for those characters than than Harrison Ford or anyone, yeah. and they are still just replicants. Uh, his hologram girlfriend, played by Anna de Armas, is like the best character in the whole movie yeah. uh it's it's a good movie i do very much recommend it and if you don't like the first movie i think that's okay you can still give it a chance because i think ryan gosling even though he's playing kind of an emotionless uh, android he has more charisma than harrison ford does yeah well and i they did a i don't know maybe we need to like have an episode on what that thing belongs in a museum sorry right. I just I just, uh, I'm going to throw that out there. I think what about really helped really help the second Blade Runner movie was the fact that it was a, it was not about Deckard. It was about a completely different character. Yeah. And it was a different storyline, like, altogether. Like, it was – that's what was, I guess, the redeeming quality of that. And I'm glad that that being a sequel, like, it has all this, a lot of the same characters are, like, in it, I guess. But – it's just like it's just another story that takes place in the, that same timeline with a little bit of crossover. Financial flop, but another movie that was hailed by critics and it was a uh, flop. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of money. It was like Mad Max Fury Road money, where it was <laughs> very well made, very well received. Just yeah. didn't make a lot. And Fury Road didn't make any money. No, Fury Road made like uh, three hundred and fifty million, and that's it. Fury Road Man, made such a good movie. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm kind of surprised. You're not the first person I've heard say they don't like Jared Leto. I just can't stand him. I don't and mind him. I don't. I don't follow him, but I. I don't mind him. I liked him in certain movies. I. That said, I hate Requiem for a Dream. Uh, but I like him in Lord of War with Nick Cage. Not seen it. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know what? The the reason why I don't like him, honestly, is probably because he is a good actor. He plays really despicable characters, and he does it very well. His music is just my parents don't love me music, which I, I don't even know. I knew he was in a band. I don't. What band is he in? Thirty Seconds to Mars. Oh, okay. That's yeah, I don't. I mean, it, or I don't know. That said, are we gonna go see Morbius when it comes out? No. I have no desire to see Morbius. I will not what? see the theater. I'll, I'll is see that Sony? Who made it? It's a Sony movie. Sony. Okay. It was like it's their last, their one fake, of their last movies. It's in their fake MCU uh, spinoff movies. Are, oh, yeah. Sony still has the rights, don't they? Yeah, they own Spider-Man. They're never going to give it up. And oh, it's yeah. part of their it's part of their weird spinoff MCU movies yeah. that they think are MCU films. But in reality, uh, Mar- uh, Disney is like, no, they're not. I mean, they yeah. tried very hard for Venom to be an MCU film. And 
the CEO or whoever say like in an interview with Feige and Feige just kind of like looked at her. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the Sony very much like with Venom, they very tried to just tread lightly and not do anything yeah. that would counteract the Marvel really movies yeah. because they wanted it to be part of the Marvel vi- vi- films and they still want Tom Holland and they have a say if they want Tom Holland to be in a movie, the Marvel has no say in that matter. Yeah. And I know they wanted Which it. Is- why there's that dispute yeah and disney did disney said we're gonna wait and see how the movie is and then we'll decide to put it boom 30 percent approval disney said nope and -hmm. the movie was hugely successful i think it was like 600 million or something like that 500 million it made but critical reception does matter to a studio and the second that movie wasn't liked by critics they just said nope nope it's not part of our for venom yeah yeah that's too bad it is a piece of crap, so... Hey, you watch your mouth. It's not... It's a good <laughs> fun is, movie. It's not great, but it's not a piece of crap. It, well, I will say this. It was better than Mad Max Fury Road. It wasn't, but, you know, I'm sure Donovan <laughs> said that, so you're going to say it. Uh, anyway, we should probably be wrapping up. Sounds good, man. Yeah, yeah, this is a good podcast. General discussions aren't bad ones. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually... It turned out well. Just shooting the shit's pretty okay. We don't mind. Like, we we, we want to have themes. We want to have topics. Like, if you guys listen to these, which we do get we do get downloads. We do have listeners. We get, uh, uh, we get feedback from Justin uh, on Facebook as well. Thanks, Justin. Yeah, yeah uh, Justin, a friend of mine, uh, a long friend of mine for over 10 years. Uh, a friend of Tom's for close to 20 or so. Uh, a friend of mine for like five-ish years. Yeah, he's uh, he binged all the episodes in one day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I texted him. I texted him That's after awesome. he kept putting comments down. And said, yeah, because his comments like blew up. Oh great. yeah. He, uh, <laughs> I, I texted him after like after his last comment he made because he made like five or six, four or five. Yeah. And I said, did you just binge all these today? And he goes, all but the first one. And I was like, wow, okay, thanks, man. Uh, did yeah. he fall asleep during the Star Wars one? Because no, I don't know. no. <laughs> um. I I I I passed out after that though. Uh, you must have watched them on the 21st because we had five downloads that day. That's not bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people who listen, you know, reach out to our Instagram, our Twitter, uh, our Facebook page, and if you guys have questions you want to ask or if you have suggestions, topics, yeah, we're gonna see them. We're gonna see them. Uh, I put out a video this week of my mic test that was pretty fun. Uh, I drew up a banner. Oh, yeah. I drew up a banner for our website and to put on the Facebook for a banner. So yeah, I need uh, to finish that up too. It just needs some, it just needs the font put on yeah. it, the title yeah. put on it. And then we can put that out to show everybody. But you know, uh, we, you know, we're a small podcast. We're, we're going to, we're doing this, but if people have suggestions, we're going to see them and we're going to listen and we're totally going to take your suggestions to heart. So please, if you got, if you want to hear us talk about something, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, Absolutely. That politics. Yeah, we'll stay away from that. Haven't we talked about politics? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. That's hey, good. Justin, we should... Justin is uh, 100% with Lee on almost everything in this episode. I like it. <laughs> the oh, the Wars. Star Wars episode? Yeah. yeah. Look at that. All right. Oh, man. Justin, I proclaim you my number one fan. That's okay. We all have an opinion. And if you want to be wrong, you can. Never. Never. 
All right. All right. So uh, how about we sign off? We end this. Goodbye. 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 Um, okay. So yeah, if you want to catch up with us, uh, give us a hint or give us some topics or say anything, uh, go to facebook.com slash recording live podcast. You can go to twitter.com slash rec rec live podcast or on Instagram. We are recording live podcast. You can find me at uh, Dexter J on Twitter or the buzzkill kid on Instagram. Maddie. Uh, my Twitter is Maddie 0984 and that's about it. I don't give out my other ones just cause they're private. So secret. Lee, you, uh, <laughs> find me on Twitter and Instagram at Leaster 37. All right. See you guys later. Bye. I see you, Matt, right now. Yes.